Hey everybody, welcome to the Theomatic Podcast, the place that we are making good theology automatic. This is season two already. Thanks to everybody who joined us for season one. We're really excited for this season because we're going to be answering questions, your questions. Every episode is going to be a response and an answer to a question that somebody asked. And so we're so glad that you're with us. Every time that you leave a comment, rate, or subscribe, it helps get the word out for more people to join us. So make sure you do that on whatever platform you're listening on. And let's jump right into today's episode. Craig and Daniel here. We're really excited for this episode today. It's going to be totally different. Uh, mm-hmm. We're just going to do a rapid fire. Um, yep. As you know, season two, or maybe you don't know, but season two has been all about just every episode is based on the question that some real person asked. And so we're so thankful for your questions coming in on TikTok and Instagram and through the thematicpodcast.com. Yeah. And uh, and we just knew the Lord was leading us this season to just answer questions that people are asking from a biblical perspective and yep. help make good theology automatic. Yep. And so we just thought we would do one episode of just rapid fire, mm-hmm. like a bunch of questions. I don't know how many we'll yeah. get through, but maybe... I've got four new ones, so we're going to have like six to ten. Okay, perfect. Well, um, I'll just start then. Are you a Calvinist or a Minionist? I'm an Arminianist. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We've been joking about that all day. Number two, Daniel. Um, if I started a beard oil company called the Beard Oil of Aaron, <laughs> yes, would you buy it? I hundred percent would. Perfect. Okay, I'm two. I'm two. I'm two and zero oh right You're now. So two. are you gonna give me one or? <laughs> I love it. Okay, so um, this question is from Super Cool Ashton. I have a question. If I'm saved, Ashton. Thank you for the You're question. You're super cool. You are. You're super cool. I have a question. If I'm saved, will I go to heaven? I sin, but we all do. I don't mean to. What should I do? Okay, so just rapid fire. Okay, this rapid is great. fire. This is for Ashton. Number one, if you're saved, you are going to heaven. If you're not going to heaven, it's because you're not saved. Yeah. Okay, so, mm-hmm. but I still sin. Yeah. Yeah. We are called saints by God, but we also are still in the flesh and going to struggle with the temptations of sin all the time. And so mm-hmm. I would say if you find yourself sinning, don't let it uh, turn into shame and guilt in you and lead you further from God. Repent and turn back to him and trust, yep. not in your ability to be perfect, but in Jesus's perfect work and what he accomplished on the cross. Love it. If you have received him in faith, you are saved. Yeah, um, that's the right answer. How's that? Well, I'll give you, another, <laughs> I'll really give you another similar one then. This actually came from one of your kids. Speaking about heaven, do babies go to heaven or hell? I assume they mean like if a baby dies in the womb or they're young or whatever. Yeah, um, for my daughters who ask this or anybody who ever wonders, um, the answer is yes, they do go to heaven. Um, there's a lot of the reason that there's any debate at all why an innocent person is because of the concept of original sin. But it's clear there's a story about David that you can read in the Bible where he loses a child and he says, I'll see them again in heaven. There's some biblical precedent for it. But um, at the end of the day, they could not accept or reject Jesus because they didn't have the wherewithal to do that. So, yes, babies go to heaven. Yeah. Yeah, my theological framework would be more along the lines of the Hebrew tradition of the age of accountability. Exactly. And, you know, that, yeah, we believe every human chooses, not just because of Adam and Eve, but chooses to step into sin and therefore is separated from God, but that there's there's an age component of that where there's the ability to receive by faith Christ. And Mm -hmm. prior to that, whether in the womb or as a baby or whatever, then we would believe they go directly. So rapid fire, the answer is yes. Ease yourself. You'll hear and find other things on the internet counter to that, but pretty confident. Yes, Mm. they do. Here's one from (laughs) confidence level high. Here's one from Stephanie 
Prexiker. Sorry, Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Here, here, I'm here she doing says, a great job. Can you recommend a Bible podcast that helps you learn, Daniel? Uh, yes, I can. Thematic podcast is a really good one. You should oh, check it out. Hey, write that down. Yeah. The thematic <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah. That, um, man, I love... Let's just quickly give a couple other good resources then. A good resources. Okay. I think the Bible Project on YouTube really good. is phenomenal. I'm a pastor and a theologian. Mm-hmm. Been, we've been reading the Bible for half of our lives yeah. or more but they just have such solid content. So good job, Bible Project. Yeah. Use them. Yeah, really good. What else? Um, there's a, a couple of great churches, in my opinion, that have, um, they they stream their services. Heart of the City is one honestly the, great the doctrine. TheHeartCDA.com. TheHeartCDA. Uh, I like Craig Rochelle's church personally. Um, they started the Bible app on your phone. So yeah. if you get that, that was a U-version free project. Bible app. U-version Bible. Um, they just passed a half of a billion downloads. Whoa, yep. holy smokes. So it's amazing. They're a great church that loves Jesus, loves the Bible. I like them. I um, would, that's would called, highly uh, recommend. That's called Life.Church. Life.Church. Yep. Yeah, so Life.Church is a good resource. I think they're really good teaching. And then um, for an app, besides the Version Bible, I like Blue Letter Bible. It's free. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually personally use the Logos software. You probably do too. Mm-hmm. But before I had that, I used Blue Letter Bible, yeah. which is really good. Yeah, the free ones, Blue Letter Bible. Bible Gateway. Bible Gateway is good. Um, and then, yeah, some of the more paid ones, yeah. Logos, and I use Olive Tree as well. But but let, let so. me just say this last thing too. The the B- Bible podcast world, we actually created this podcast because it fills a niche that's actually not fulfilled a lot. You will mostly find pastors or preachers and their church's sermons or their guest speaking opportunities. So uh, it would depend on what your, your viewpoint of the world is. We both happen to like Stephen Furtig is someone I like. I think you like them too. Um, Here's another Bible podcast, the Bema podcast. Oh, the Bema. B-E-M-A. That's pretty deep that is water. Bi- and it's really biblical because it's it just is. they're just walking through it. So good job, yeah. uh, Bema podcast. And you know the folks from the Bema podcast. Yeah, I met you? one of them. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. He actually really? showed up to church, listened to a sermon of mine, and we both realized the content I was preaching was his. literally <laughs> came from their podcast. So. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Cool. Uh, you got a rapid fire for me? Yeah. Is being friends with someone who doesn't have a relationship or believe in Jesus against him? Like, is that against Jesus? Oh, that is Great so question, far right? from being against him, Daniel. Mm-hmm. That I would say is absolutely being for him. So Jesus is a friend of sinners and tax collectors. Jesus came for the broken and the lost. He came to seek and save the lost. If that's what he came to do, that's what we should do. He come. was criticized for hanging out with sinners. Exactly. He was so, criticized by the Pharisees. No, it's not against him. It's exactly what no. he wants for you. And I'll say just this caveat. You just have to recognize where you're at in your walk. And there's a point where somebody goes to boot camp. And there's a point when somebody goes to war. When you're strong enough and trained enough, you should go to war. Mm. Boot camp is a short period of time. So if you're not at the place where you can persuade, but you're going to be persuaded, mm-hmm. then I would say take it easy. Beautiful. But if you are mm-hmm. strong in the Lord and you're going to be the influencer, then yes, go and be friends with people in the world because the world needs you and the 100%. love that's hidden in your heart. Yeah, great answer. And so. that was from Avery Powell, 3108. So thank you, Avery. Great question on that. All right, you got one for oh. me? Oh, yeah, well, this is similar to the last one, and there's just a resource we didn't mention. How do how do you study your Bible for new believers? 
I wonder if you could think of any mm, on YouTube that um, there's a great channel on TikTok actually that I subscribe to. It's called Bible Time. Oh. You should check it out. I hear that it's also on YouTube. <laughs> it is on YouTube <laughs> as well. That's, a, that's funny. That so, was a self plug. So no, no, but 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 seriously, there's there's something I did want to say about Craig's Bible Time channel, which is not Bible Time by the way. It's A Craig Brown, the letter A and then Craig Brown. Go find him. He reads the Bible with people every morning. It's th I think three minutes, right? It's about three minutes. Um, but you're going to get a verse and then you're going to get, um, Craig does this thing and you'll love it. You underline, you take the operative words and you're really teaching people what you've learned in seminary, right? Mm -hmm. It's how you break down a scripture and find the object and the subject and what it's talking about. So you're, you're getting a lot more Bible teaching than you actually know that you're getting. Mm. So I highly recommend Thanks, that. Buddy. It's a great resource. Um, there's something really cool about Bible time too, that is also similar to like Calvary Chapel. One of the things that Calvary Chapel churches do is to avoid being just topical. They'll go through the entire Bible line by line. What I like about Bible time is Bible time is scripture only, not opinion. So it's just driven from the text. And while, you know, you're not going from Genesis through Revelation, you're taking a scripture, you're breaking down one scripture and you're showing what that means. So if you want oh, to learn thanks, more about Craig. your Bible, that's a great spot. The other and thing, that, can I just say, yeah, yeah. and that, and that is actually is on YouTube and started on YouTube and every playlist is straight through a full book. And it the ones on YouTube are 15 to 20 minute long, just daily morning devotional Bible readings. And so you can find that at youtube.com slash Craig Brown Bible time. Yes, I wanna mm -hmm. add one more thing that I did for my girls okay. um, who are really getting interested in the Bible. Um, Craig and I both like the ESV translations. There are some translation problems in the ESV to be frank, there are potentially better there's probably issues in any translation in any yeah so i want to be clear i'm not like it's perfect um because what i'm about to say to you is a much less perfect translation but it's so readable i bought my daughter's the new living translation um esv has some accuracy benefits but sometimes this readability suffers so if you're a brand new christian you want to read through the bible the NLT is a good translation. It's not perfectly accurate on some of the issues, but like it gives you God's heart so well. And it's readable for it's it's scheduled or um, focused on a junior high reading level and mm. the words are modern. So if you want to just like read devotionally to just get some of the word, uh, that's a great place to start too. Well, let me ask you another rapid fire question then that's right along that line, which I don't have here in front of me, but I know people have asked me a number of times, what is the difference between the translations and how do you know which one to choose? Do you have a quick answer for just this? Why is there so many and what, what, what's the span of them like? Oh, man, yeah. So um, there are translations from the original text and then there are translations like the, the King James is actually not a translation from the original text. It's a, it's a retranslation from the Bishop's Bible in, in 1602. So it's actually from English to English. So a lot of people are very pro King James. I actually like any translations that goes to the original source text with real linguists that speak it. So what's the difference is usually the source text that they used um, and the viewpoint of the translators yeah. is a bit, is a big deal. So like the NIV, um, there were people who were not Christians on the translation board for the NIV. And a lot of people have a lot of problems with that. Now they were probably very good linguists, but many Christians hmm. believe that you can't translate this without the Holy Spirit. Like that's the key to the whole right. thing. So, so those are the main differences. Craig and I have landed on the ESV both totally separately, independently, because yeah. it checks a lot of the boxes. I would say that there's also um, 
different goals that different translations have. Great. And point. so it's just important to to know that and to um, mm-hmm. just do your research. So like some of the more word for word, like ESV, NASB, or word for word translations. It would be more, yeah. Like what did the Greek words say, and how can we find the in our case the English word that's the closest as closest to that word? And then there's others that are more of a yeah, it's t- called thought for thought. Thought for thought, or then, and then on the far end would be a paraphrase. Not a big fan of those. Okay, well that's fine. Mm-hmm. We can disagree on that. <laughs> I think there's a place for. I like yeah, the message. Yeah, it's a tool. I it's like, a yeah, tool. It's a tool. That's why uh, the message is the is like way further down the line than NLT. So I kind of stopped totally, at NLT. Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah, and that's then that's cool that we disagree <laughs> finally <laughs> on something. No, but but I think the like what's important to just think through is like. Some of, you know, some of them that it's like, well, that's not exactly what the Greek says. Now, again, we, Daniel and I, we prefer the more word for word. And then we would like to sort of parse that out. What does it mean? But some of the translations are more like trying to answer the question. Okay. If the author wrote this word in Greek, what would the equivalent thought be in English that would make, that would make the modern hearer hear the same type of thing? So here's an example. If I said, man, Daniel, you're so cool. And then in 500 years, the word cool didn't mean nice guy, right? Cool, cool guy. Daniel and, was very cold. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then yeah. the, and then 500 years from now, that, that translator is like, okay, I know Craig meant, because I know what they meant in 2021. I know that cool meant, you know, cool, hip guy. Yeah. But I know that the modern reader Everyone doesn't have that, that context. <laughs> so they might choose a totally different word. word. That's kind of what it what it's like. That's what a translator's translator is wrestling through. Yeah. Is all those differences, and then one step beyond that. Sorry, we're kind of getting in deep waters here. Um, now again, there's Bible scholars that go much deeper than Craig and I, and they're like, I only read in the original language. Mm-hmm. Well, good for you that you can read the original language. But there are tools, versions of the Bible that are tools, like the Amplified Bible mm-hmm. or Young's Literal Translation, where it's like almost not even readable because in the Amplified they put basically every possible meaning of that Greek word in in a row. Um, and so it kind of expands and you don't need your le- lexicon or your Strong's concordance or anything like that. Hmm. Um, you could just read it in line in the text. And then um, the Young's literal translation is literally, they don't even find like a way to put verbs and prepositions in. They're just like, this is this word. this, is, And so it almost sounds like broken English in a way. Oh. So Young's literal is like, this is literally what the word means, oh. you know, without any interpretive lens. So those are tools, but um, we kind of landed in what I believe is the Goldie lock zone which is a really readable word for word translation yeah it's just right (laughs) word for word um and and it's good but if you you uh, you know what craig i'll give you the message in that i've seen it transform people's lives because you know there you go there you go all right uh rapid fire can you tell me the difference between a pastor and a preacher (laughs) this comes from sandy fields four on i think tiktok yeah, kind of. I mean, you're probably better at this one than I am. I'll take a crack at it. What I believe to be the difference is that I understand is a pastor is like a shepherd. It comes from the word for shepherding. Yep. And um, that is the person that cares for tenderly the sheep and is with and among the sheep. Mm-hmm. And then a preacher is someone that brings the word or preaches the word. So a pastor can preach, but a preacher is the function of preaching the word. Is that yeah. close? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would say this. This touches on a really interesting subject that maybe we should talk about more in depth later. That 
in the church, I like this term, <laughs> we have pastoridized the church. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. That's great. Kind of sounds like a swear word, doesn't it? Does, it? But yeah. it's not. Kind of have though. <laughs> so like, yeah, like yeah. generally speaking, in Christendom, it's like if you work at a church and you're the quote unquote like you know position you want to be in, you you're called a pastor. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, they were called the reverend or minister or something like that mm. because the Bible actually says in Ephesians, the specific function of a pastor or a shepherd is actually only one of the five. Yeah, apostle, prophet. Teacher, teacher, evangelist, and shepherd. But now it's kind of like this title that refers to anybody that's full-time at a church or whatever Preaching, is, usually. is a pastor. Yeah. yeah, so then we assume, okay, pastors preach. But just like Daniel said, I'd agree with you. To pastor functionally means to shepherd people. Mm-hmm. And you can shepherd people without being a teacher, yeah. which is probably the fivefold gift that is more like a preacher. Yes, uh, yeah teaching and preaching. So I think you can pastor people and in, in not be a very good preacher, although you do need to be able to teach if you're going to be an elder. Yes. Uh, that position of an elder in the New Testament. So you have to mm-hmm. be able. It doesn't mean that you're. that's going to be a gift that it's you excel It's like your gift that it's yeah. all you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's and then good. conversely, you can be a preacher or a teacher and, and not necessarily shepherd anybody, although I wouldn't recommend it. Yes. Because God wants his teachers, I think, to be in the It's you know, like a with government official who doesn't live among the district of the people that the laws that they're passing, exactly. right? Yeah, it's like exactly. you need to be with the sheep. That's good. So, you got one for me? I do. How do I This is a big for a quick answer, but I I wanted to I think there's a quick answer for it. Um so, how do I tackle sexual immorality? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a there's a quick answer on this one. How do I tackle sexual immorality and the loneliness that comes from waiting for the right person in the right time? So, sexual fire. immorality, we don't have to tackle all sexual immorality, but like I love this question like what what the question Fine. really is is like I'm lonely and I stumble while I'm waiting. What should I do? Okay. I'm going to give my Sorry answer give for how do I how do I deal with uh sexual immorality or any sin and then you can deal with the lonely part of the question about that this is what i get this question so many times this is what i tell people number one focus on your relationship with jesus through the holy spirit first and foremost you cannot overcome sin without the power of the holy spirit he is the power he is and the the relationship is the source of of drive and power with jesus so it's not about religion it's about the relationship with god number one number two confess to a brother or sister and i would say in person if you can do you need to confess to another human we did another episode on this no but it sure does help yes number three receive prayer from them number four um yeah yeah sure confess to god and, and talk to him directly number five repent because i do think that there's a difference between confession and repentance mm-hmm. confession is speaking something into the getting out in the open repentance is making a choice to change your mind turn a 180 mm-hmm. and change your actions That's... number six get an accountability partner and number seven get rid of or the biblical term is uh cut, cut off the hand or the eye get rid of the access that you have to whatever uh, the thing that's leading you into the sin. So for example, if a young man comes up to me week after week and is praying, I fell into pornography again. And I say to them, hey, just curious, what's the... What's the means what's that the you're following? Point? What's the access point? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my cell phone. 
Okay. Hey, let me have d- that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm going to pray for you again. And when we pray, we're going to believe that God will do what only God can do, which is heal you on the inside. But I'm just curious. Do you think if God was standing here today, there might be something that he would ask you to do? And if so, could it possibly be that you take that <laughs> iPhone and throw it against the wall? <laughs> well, no. That's I, Or trade it in for a flip phone? No, I can't do that. That's impossible. Nobody has a flip phone. My point is... Do whatever Dude, it takes. It is possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can get a flip phone. You can get rid of the computer. You can throw your TV over a cliff. Like you, if you really want, not that it's a tit for tat and God will heal you if, but I'm just, if we're just really serious, we want God to do something supernatural yeah. in us. If we really want that, there are measures most of the time that we can take if mm-hmm. we're really serious about yep. overcoming that sin and you should take that measure. Come on. And the reason I asked that question is I knew you had that list because you get the question all the <laughs> all time. All the time. And there really is the Bible. Like it proves out that the Bible does. There's areas where there's some ambiguity and we have to understand his heart, but there's areas where it's like, if you do this and this, like you have the best chance of being completely free from it. And I totally agree with everything on that list mm. and just to buttress it up with something. It's like buttress that thing, the dude. wisdom, you know, where it talks talks about like um, the the lady of the night is on this side of the street and he's like, oh, young man, you should walk on the other side of the street, right? Uh-huh, it's uh-huh. like, get rid of that phone. Now, here's how you're going to deal with the loneliness. The loneliness, I believe, has to do with the isolation in your sin. You know, you're, <laughs> you're stumbling because you're lonely and you're lonely because you're stumbling. And in this community of working it out and confessing to someone else, which I would highly recommend, that loneliness is going to go away as you pursue holiness and keep in mind that future spouse God has for you and that you're not only doing it because God wants you to be holy and you should and you're healthier. You're doing it to preserve your sexuality and your purity for your spouse later on. And it's not a cultish thing. It's just like what an honor and a gift to have a healthy sexual perspective when you get married. It's awesome. Okay. A couple more. We got to close this episode out. Thanks for joining us on the rapid fire. I'll give you my last question. Would you rather dispense ketchup from your nose or ranch from your belly button? Um, ranch from my belly button. I like ranch better, and I feel like you could hide it. Maybe, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Great. Oh, that is such a good <laughs> thematic answer. Yeah. Okay. Give me your last question. For the episode. <laughs> you got anything? Yeah. I have one more written down. I know. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, Craig, how? Um, what would you do to Jesus? There it is. I didn't even have to ask it. Oh, is that really the answer? <laughs> Sunday school answer. Um, yeah, this is a this, share this episode with a friend that has any of these questions. I really didn't have another. Oh, you didn't maybe. have a question. Well, okay. the, I'm gonna, I'm going to answer it, but I'm going to put you on the hook for it. So one of the questions that I get a lot is, "Does God love gay people?" And the answer is yes, He does. He loves God you. Loves every person. He loves every person 100. He doesn't. You know, he there is there is no human being on this planet that mm-hmm. my God does not love. So isn't that good Well, news? that's a good place to end. Yeah. God loves you. He loves mm-hmm. every person, no matter what sin you face, no matter what successes you have, no matter it's, it's, he loves us because he created us and yep. he wants to be in relationship with you. Come on. So hopefully some of these answers helped, helped you. <laughs> and uh, check out the rest of the episodes this season. We're so glad to have you with us and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining this episode today. We're so glad that you're with us. If this episode spoke to you, make sure you share it with a friend. And every time you leave a comment, subscribe and share, it helps get the word out. We're so glad that you're with us on this journey and we'll see you next time.